Would you talk to your best friend, your mom, your sister, or even your daughter the way you talk to yourself? We are our own worst critic. And to be honest, at times, we can be so horrible to ourselves. In this episode, I'm talking about the terrible monster that comes at us in different forms and is always trying to derail our success. I like to call her the imposter monster. So let's dive in. Hey, hey there, you are listening to the Boss Motive Podcast, where I'm sharing all the tools, tips, and mindset tricks to build a successful business whilst living a life you love and avoiding the burnout. Ever wondered what it takes to live in a tropical paradise, run successful businesses, and work from home whilst raising kids? Well, listen up, friends, as I am sharing my story of how I've done this, along with interviews from other incredible entrepreneurs who are also living their best life. My name is Liz Morris, and this is the No BS Podcast, where I'm digging deep into what it actually takes to define your success and live a life you were put on this earth for. Haven't found your motive yet? Come in closer. We may just have the answer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Boss Motive Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about what most people know as imposter syndrome. So when I was thinking about doing this episode, I decided to ask Dr. Google what imposter syndrome was. And Dr. Google told me it is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. So I am pretty sure at one time or another, we have all been there, especially as entrepreneurs and business owners. See, I don't know about you, but I actually doubted my abilities a whole lot less when I was employed. I honestly think the reason for that is because when you had a job, it was simply the fact that you applied for a job, you had a written criteria that you addressed in your application, you had an interview, and then someone said you were good enough and they hired you. So technically, they validated that you were not a fraud. This is why I personally think it affects entrepreneurs so badly, because we have to make our own judgment. We have to believe in our own abilities to succeed and we feel as though we not only have to prove to ourselves that we aren't a fraud, but we need to prove it to our family, our friends, and most importantly, our clients and our customers. And when you think about it, that is a hell of a lot of pressure, right? But the thing I've found over many years of being self-employed is that when I treat the imposter syndrome as a thing or an actual person that shows up to give me a really hard time, I find it easier to deal with her. Sometimes when she's being particularly nasty and all judgy, I can even give her a face. You know, those mean girls that gave you a hard time at high school? Yeah, that's my imposter monster. So today I really want to talk to you about how I personally deal with the imposter monster. And the reason I want to discuss this is because I talk to so many women in business. They're at all stages of their business, but every single entrepreneur has some level of imposter syndrome or an imposter monster hanging around at different stages of the journey. The only difference I have found in the newer business owners compared to seasoned business owners is their ability to identify, deal with, and move on at a faster rate. They still have the feelings, but the degree in which that affects them and the speed in which they bounce back and put her back in a box is very different. So let's talk about how to deal with this imposter monster or the mean girl from high school. The first stage I have found critical is to identify and be really aware of when and how she shows up. 
Let me tell you the three times that I find she shows up the most for me. This might be different for you and I would really encourage you to dig deep and do some self-analysis over the coming weeks to find out when your imposter monster really shows up for you. My top three of times that she shows up is when I'm physically not right. So this can happen to me when I haven't had enough sleep or I haven't been to the gym or I've been eating and drinking too much rubbish. I find she really appears when this is happening. The next time is when I am doing something and I actually don't have the knowledge or skills yet to pull it off. She really likes to hang around and make me feel really bad if I do not have the knowledge or skills to really do what I want to achieve straight away. And the last time that I really notice her is when I spend too much time looking at other people and what they appear to be achieving. You know, sales pages with all those amazing testimonials can be a real trigger for me. I'll go onto a sales page website and then I see that they have all these successful testimonials and people are happy with their work. And I think, oh, I wonder if I'm ever going to get to that point. So that is a trigger when she jumps up and says, no, maybe you're not going to. So once I'm really aware of when she shows up and how she's going to show up, I feel like I can almost beat her at her own game. This allows me to deal with a particular issue that she's about to interfere with and get ahead. So, for example, if I'm feeling uneducated in an area or not really sure of what I actually should be doing, I can get super specific about what I need to do and how to find the answer. A perfect example of this is this podcast. I spent so long in imposter land thinking, who am I to do this? Who would even listen to me? Look how many people are already doing it and how many downloads I have. Then I got real. It wasn't about that at all. I just didn't know how to do it. So I researched it, looked for a platform that would work for me, bought a microphone and started recording. My imposter monster, she tries to rear her head weekly at this stage because I am new to this and I know that I have done this. I have put it on the website. I've put it on Spotify and I know that I am going to be better at it as time goes on. But for now, that was how I tamed her. I learned what I needed to do and then I dealt with it. One of the most triggering for me is definitely when I'm feeling physically run down. She is everywhere then. I'm talking superior, nasty girl. Not even just about my business. When I'm run down, she tells me I'm a bad mother, I'm overweight, I don't deserve to be doing what I'm doing. Oh, I tell you, she's a supreme monster then. So this is when I'm tired, I haven't been exercising or I've been binging on bad food. I can almost predict that morning that she's really going to try and hurt me. So I need to stay in front of her and get back in shape. So it's one thing to know about this imposter monster and when she's going to show up, but I also feel like daily habits really help me keep her at at bay. So here are some things I'm really conscious of doing to keep in check every single day. The first one would be daily mantras. I wouldn't say I'm very good at writing a daily journal. I just don't find that I ever have the time or that I can actually be bothered. I'm sure it's super beneficial. And when I'm feeling really in a funk or I really want to do some big changes in my life, I definitely do the daily journal practice. But I am a big believer on daily mantras. 
So I like to start my day with a daily mantra. And I have two favorites that I say every day without fail. The first one is, I am grateful for what I have and I am worthy of what is coming next. When I wake up in the morning, I definitely say what I'm grateful for in my mind. And I just lay there for a minute before I touch my phone, before my feet hit the floor. And I say what I'm grateful for. And also that I'm worthy of what is coming next. My second daily mantra is, I am abundant and success comes easily to me. This just makes me feel empowered for what the day is coming. And it makes me feel like I can achieve anything. I make sure if I'm feeling flat throughout the day that I repeat these. I also have lots of mantra cards around my office, you know, things that I can reflect on. And in my vision board, I make sure that I have these mantras that I can see. Number two is, is of course, sleep and exercise. These are massive for me and they might be for you as well. We hear it all the time, but honestly, I know lots of people, like even my husband, who very easily functions on a little sleep. They're full of beans and ready to go, but that's not me. I turn into a bear at 8 p.m. and I need a good eight hours sleep every night. I still don't know how I managed to have babies that didn't sleep very well while running businesses. But anyway, I digress. And exercise. I love my space to go to the gym, go for a walk. I listen to podcasts and these and I really get moving and love sweating it out. The most I can handle without exercise is probably about two days. And then the imposter monster, she wreaks havoc with me. The next thing I do is I surround myself with positive people. Have you ever been somewhere and felt like all the imposter monsters are in the room and they're all working together? Then you felt horrible and you left feeling like a total failure. But then when you reflect back, you think, oh gosh, no wonder, because the imposter monster was feeding my imposter monster. And therefore, we are all useless, unsuccessful, and not worthy, right? I am so conscious nowadays who I surround myself with. I no longer even go out for coffee with people that can't keep their monster in check. It's not to say that we don't pop up even when we're having coffee or chatting with our friends, but it's how I notice individuals deal with it. You've been there when someone starts down the negative track and how hopeless they are. And the next minute they're comparing their lives to successful people they follow on Instagram and why they're never going to be good enough. Oh, it drives me nuts and I cannot be around that anymore. I like the company of those people that say, I feel like a fraud or I'm doubting my abilities, but you know what? I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, or let's work together to get rid of those feelings and move on. They are my people. So can you see the difference? All right. So they are my top tips for dealing with the imposter monster. And I guess the most important rule that I always follow is if I wouldn't talk like that or belittle my friend, my mom, or my daughter, then there is no way I'm going to let this imposter monster get away with it either. So I will take appropriate action to put her back in her box and keep her where she belongs. And trust me when I say that while she pops up and sometimes more often than, than I would like, especially when pivoting in a new direction or things change, she can be tamed. Because honestly, at the end of the day, business is hard enough and life can be complicated without our own imposter monster putting unnecessary pressure on us. 
Well, I hope this episode has helped, even if you can tame your imposter monster just a little bit more. Thank you for listening. And if you found this episode resonated with you, I would love you to jump into my DMs on Instagram and let me know. Let's chat out that imposter monster and see if we can put her at bay for you. And if you did love this episode, please share it on your social media and be sure to tag me. I would absolutely love that. All right, go and slay your imposter monster and I will be back again next week. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful week. Well, thank you again for listening to yet another episode of the Boss Motive Podcast. I hope these episodes are really helping you towards building a successful business and a life that you love. If you enjoyed this episode, please jump over and leave me a review because that is going to help me get this episode out to more people. And of course, I love to see you on Instagram. So please tag me at Boss Motive and let me know if these episodes are resonating with you or if there's something that you would love to hear. I look forward to being back in your ear again next week. Thanks again. Thanks again.